Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lindley Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. Growth in China is set to pick up with the faster than expected easing of the country's zero COVID policy that was on January 8th. And this will be a boon for the Singapore economy in two ways, according to MTI's permanent secretary, Gabriel Lim. Yes, uh, the reopening of China is expected to help with the recovery in international air travel and inbound tourism and uplift regional economies. Two months down the line, how beneficial has China's reopening been for Singapore's economy? Two months down the line, how beneficial has China's reopening been for Singapore's economy? To give us more insights on the matter is Dr. Sumit Agarwal, Professor of Finance, Real Estate and Economics at the National University of Singapore's Business School. Good morning. Good morning, Prof. Good morning. How, how much of an impact is China's reopening having on Singapore's economy, in particular tourism and lifestyle sectors over the last two months? Before I get to the tourism and lifestyle, let me actually make a broader point of why China's reopening is important for Mm. Singapore. Remember, we have been talking about inflation Mm. for the past few months. And part of the argument for inflation has been the supply chain problems that the world is experiencing. And those appear because China is the supply chain for the rest of the world. Mm. And they produce all the goods and they ship them. And because the shipment and labor shortages in China and the shipping lanes has been such a big problem, that's why they've been experiencing inflation, or at least partly. And when China opens up, we will see inflation come down around the world, and that will have huge implications for Singapore. Now, let's come back to this more specific question on tourism and other sectors in Singapore. Clearly, we'll see a huge influx of tourists. I mean, think about it. There is pent-up demand for Chinese to leave China and go around the world and see it. I mean, they would usually be some number one tourist around the world, and they would want to go everywhere. And, you know, they have to go to Maldives. And how do you go to Maldives from China? You have to go through Singapore. So it is natural place. Singapore will benefit enormously from tourism from China to come to Singapore or through Singapore go elsewhere. Prof, I just wanted to follow up on that question. Um, You mentioned inflation, but analysts are actually saying that China's reopening is unlikely to add to global inflation, and that is not inflationary. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. It will actually reduce inflation. So what I think is when China opens up, the supply chain bottlenecks will relax and that will bring down prices. The reason we had inflation is because all these prices of goods that were being produced in China went up because, you know, there were less goods chasing, a lot of money chasing less goods. And now we will have the opposite. So prices will come down, which will be good for the world. Prof, let's turn our attention to the travel industry. Singapore-based airline Scoot has outlined plans to triple the number of weekly flights to and from China by April. The company will initially increase its total flights to China from 14 times to 26 times by March 25th and to 57 weekly flights by June. How much of a boost will this be for the tourism industry? Uh, Enormous. Look, uh, China, as I said, is one of the biggest uh, tourist country, which means Chinese travel a lot, and they've been actually becoming richer over time. The fact that Scoot believes that they can triple the number of flights by mid this year, they anticipate that much demand. And we will see huge number of tourists coming to Singapore. When they come, they buy things, they take it back to back to China. So we will experience a bump in the Singapore's GDP, both through travel, when they come, they will stay in hotels, they will be buying things, they will be eating at places. 
this. So you can imagine there will be a significant increase in GDP. Prof, economists are expecting the services sector riding on the tailwinds of reopening economies to offer some support for growth and jobs as well. What more can you tell us about this? Yeah, so another thing I think what will happen is there will be capital flow out of China, which means money will come into Singapore, which will create investment opportunities for Singaporeans. We have seen a huge influx of, you know, family offices move out of Mm. China in the last two, three years, and that will just increase. We will also see talent. I mean, there was, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent in China, which is actually now uh, not very happy with the way China handled COVID. And they have been leaving China. And we will see some of that be attracted to Singapore for various reasons. Singapore being a very open economy, actually done very well during COVID, Mm. actually a safe haven country, which will attract uh, both uh, talent and capital. It's huge, you know, China's reopening because it's normalization of the global supply chains again. Has that sort of mindset changed permanently with other countries already used as alternatives or is China going to make a a big comeback? No, so look, part of the supply chain has been shifted. Uh, Vietnam, India, Indonesia, Thailand have absorbed some Mm -hmm. of those production capacity that China lost. And actually, it's good for the world. Diversification in production is good because we don't want to see this again in our lifetime, at least. You know, uh, if some shock happens and one country essentially then bogs down or slows down the whole uh, world economy. But China will try to regain. And China has been very good in the tech sector. So I think they will then again grow in the tech sector. Another place China has been leading is on sustainability. So I think we will see China again make big leaps in that area. And that will actually have implications for the rest of the world or rest of the world will learn from China in that sphere. Apart from sustainability, what possible trends should we expect from this reopening in the coming months? I think there will be not much dramatic changes. I mean, we, we should expect the normal, which is goods and services to flow easily out of China. That's one thing. There are other problems that we have to worry about around the world. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, the war in Europe, that's a major problem. We don't know yet if COVID will come back. I mean, there could be variants, and that may actually cause China to go into another lockdown. So these are still uncertainties we have to bear in mind over the next two to three years. Uh, While inflation will come down because of the supply chains, but we have to be mindful. Prof, just before we wrap this up, once the reopening happened in early Jan, a lot of Chinese workers were able to go back from Singapore to their homes. How much has that done in terms of morale and making sure that those lines of travel are now restored? And um, it's just a feel-good factor for them to know that they're safe in Singapore, but it can also go back and visit their families. I mean, huge. I mean, we know this. Uh, I mean, I'm a foreigner in Singapore. Uh, I remember a few years ago when I went back to India to see my mother. And that kind of gives you a comfort to you, but also knowing that I can travel back and forth to see my family. And I mean, Singapore has a huge population of Chinese immigrants and also, you know, the Singaporeans who may have relatives in China. Uh, This opening up and allowing a flow of uh, communication and flow of uh, travel has a psychological element to it. There is no doubt. Question is, how much does that 
translate into economics or mm. into GDP mm. terms is hard to know. But I can easily imagine that 0.2-0.3% of a GDP bump coming from all these activities of China opening up to Singapore. Prof, China's reopening is certainly a game-changer for the region. Which countries do you think would be the key beneficiaries of three years of pent-up demand from Chinese travellers? Oh, I mean, think about Indonesia. If you go to Bali, if you go to places like Thailand, those countries were predominantly relying on Chinese tourism. Mm. And you, if you travel there in the last year, you would hear things like, you know, they have significant problems or issues. And we will see uh, Chinese tourism go back to these places. Uh, but a lot of the tourism actually flows through Singapore. And we will see Singapore benefit as a result of that. Well, thank you so much for your insights. The topic of discussion today, two months since China's reopening. How much has scrapping the zero-COVID policy benefited Singapore's economy? And we've been speaking to Dr. Sumit Agarwal, Professor of Finance, Real Estate and Economics at NUS Business School. Thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.